Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wills Women and Wealth podcast. I am your host, attorney Elsa W. Smith, and I'm also the owner of the law offices of Elsa W. Smith, where our mission is to empower women through estate planning. This episode is for women who value their health, their wealth, and the legacies that they are creating. Each episode will bring you interviews in the areas of finance, law, mental, physical uh, health, and so much more. I'll also share educational episodes that answer your questions on wills, estate planning, and probate topics. We welcome your feedback, so let us know if you like the show. This and all future episodes will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple. Your review will uh, help us to be seen by more people and get this information to more people who need it. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, at Elsa W. Smith Law, be sure and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes and join our growing uh, YouTube community. And now on with the show. Today's episode uh, deals with seven mistakes to avoid when choosing beneficiaries. And uh, hopefully you all are, are taking notes uh, so because we have a lot to cover uh, in, the, in the next few minutes. I'm going to walk through uh, all seven, um, and they're based on, uh, in the examples that I'm going to share, um, they are base, based on real life um, situations, even though the names have been changed. Um, so let's get on, uh, let's get on with the show. So the first mistake, uh, here we go. Mistake number one is failing to update beneficiaries, failing to update beneficiaries. Now life is a journey and along the way, many changes occur. Marriages, divorces, births, and deaths really shape our lives, yet we often forget to update our beneficiary designations to reflect these changes. Um, and here are, as promised, a few real life examples to really illustrate what can go wrong when individuals fail uh, to update their beneficiaries. Number one deals with outdated beneficiary designations. John, a divorced man, named his ex-wife as the primary beneficiary on his life insurance policy. After the divorce, John never updated the beneficiary designation. Tragically, John passed away a few years later. As a result, his ex-wife, who was no longer part of his life, received, his, received the life insurance proceeds instead of his current partner or children. This oversight was devastating to his intended beneficiaries. The next example I wanna share has to do with unintended consequences uh, of uh, due to family dynamics. And here's what I mean. Sarah, a widow, had two adult children. 
uh, Mark and Emily. She named Mark as the sole beneficiary of her retirement account a few years ago. As time went on, Sarah and Mark's relationship grew distant and they became estranged. However, Sarah never updated her beneficiary designation. Unfortunately, when Sarah passed away, her retirement account proceeds went entirely to Mark, despite her desire to provide for um, both of her children equally. The lack of updated beneficiaries resulted in unforeseen consequences that aggravated family tensions. And the next example in this category is ignoring, uh, deals with ignoring the impact of remarriage. Mike, a widower, remarried later in life. He had significant assets and a life insurance policy that named his adult children from his first marriage as beneficiaries. However, Mike failed to update the beneficiary designation after remarrying. When he died, his second wife was left with little financial assistance. The outdated beneficiary designation left her financially vulnerable and sparked family uh, turmoil. So these instances um, show the significance, the importance of checking and revising beneficiary designations on a regular basis to ensure that our assets, your assets are transferred to the proper recipients. Failure to keep beneficiaries up to date can uh, result in unforeseen consequences, strained relationships, financial troubles, and even disagreements among family members. Okay, now we're gonna move on to mistake number two. And that is naming minors as beneficiaries. You all have heard me talk about this uh, on more than one occasion, um, but we're gonna talk about it here now. Now let's look at beneficiary mistake number two, naming minors as beneficiaries. Now we all want to secure the future of our children or grandchildren. However, designating minors as direct beneficiaries can present uh, certain problems. So I'm gonna share uh, a couple of examples here to really illustrate, uh, illustrate the point. Uh, the first example deals with court intervention and uh, delays. Susan, a grandmother, designated her young grandson as the beneficiary of her investment account. However, she didn't establish a trust or name a custodian to oversee those assets until the child reached a certain age. When Susan passed away, the investment account was frozen and the court had to appoint a guardian to manage the funds on behalf of the minor. This process caused significant delays and expenses, ultimately reducing the value of the assets intended for the grandson. And the other example I wanna share has to do with conflict and family disputes. Still under this uh, subheading of naming minors as beneficiaries. Thomas, a divorced father, named his minor daughter as the beneficiary of his retirement account. However, he failed to update the beneficiary designation after his divorce. Upon his death, the ex-wife 
who had custody of the daughter claim the retirement account on behalf of their child. This led to a bitter dispute between the ex-spouses, resulting in legal battles and strained family relationships in that scenario. These real-life examples demonstrate the potential pitfalls of naming uh, minors as direct beneficiaries without proper planning. When minors inherit uh, substantial assets, it's crucial to establish mechanisms such as trust uh, to ensure responsible management of the funds until the child reaches a certain age or meets certain conditions. Um, and let me clarify uh, something there. A minors cannot, even though you want them to, a minor cannot um, receive um proceeds from a life insurance policy um, or other assets directly until they become of age. So you need to establish, as I said, either a trust or name um, someone who's going to be a custodian, a guardian of the child, as well as a guardian of the assets of the child until the child is able um, to, to manage those funds uh, on their own. This way we can protect the interests of the minors, preventing mismanagement or disputes, and ensuring the assets fulfill their intended purpose. Now we're going to move on to beneficiary mistake number three, not considering contingencies. While it's crucial to designate primary uh, beneficiaries, life is unpredictable and we must plan for contingencies. So what if your primary beneficiary predeceases you or is unable to inherit the assets uh, for some reason? By naming alternative or contingent beneficiaries, you ensure that your wishes are still followed, even if unforeseen circumstances arise. So uh, take the time to consider possible contingencies and include them uh, when you, and keep them in mind, I should say, when you are making your beneficiary designations. Um, here are a few examples to help bring home the point. The first one has to do with a predeceased primary beneficiary. So David named his longtime partner, Robert, as the primary beneficiary of his life insurance policy. However, David failed to name any contingent beneficiaries. Tragically, Robert passed away before David. Now, without a contingent beneficiary in place, the life insurance proceeds were distributed to David's estate. This meant that the funds were not dispersed in the manner that David intended, causing frustration to those left behind. The next example has to do with the simultaneous death of a primary beneficiary. In this case, Sarah named her husband Richard as the primary beneficiary of her retirement account. However, they both tragically died in a car accident. Since Sarah didn't designate any um, contingent beneficiaries, the retirement account had to go through a lengthy probate process to determine how the assets should be distributed. This delay caused financial hardship for Sarah's children who were left without immediate access to the funds uh, that they needed. And the final example uh, under this heading has to do with a disqualified 
primary beneficiary. Lisa designated her son, Michael, as the primary beneficiary of her investment account. However, Michael developed significant financial issues uh, and declared bankruptcy before Lisa's passing. Because Lisa did not name any contingent beneficiaries, the investment account was distributed as part of Michael's bankruptcy estate, and the funds were used to settle his debts. Lisa's intention to provide for her son's future was ultimately thwarted due to a lack of a contingency plan. Now let's look at uh, beneficiary mistake number four, overlooking tax implications. Oh yeah. In the world of finances, taxes are a constant presence. However, when choosing beneficiaries, many people fail to consider the potential tax implications associated with different assets. Uh, here are a few examples under this subheading. Number one has to do with increased tax liability for beneficiaries. Now, certain assets such as retirement accounts or investment portfolios may have built-in tax liabilities upon inheritance. If you name a beneficiary without considering the potential tax consequences, they may be burdened with significant tax bills when they receive the assets. This can diminish the value of the inherited assets and create financial strain uh, for the beneficiaries. The next situation has to do with missed opportunities for tax efficient transfers. By not considering tax implications, you may miss out on opportunities for tax-efficient transfers of wealth. There could be strategies available to minimize estate taxes, gift taxes, or income taxes that you can take advantage of by selecting beneficiaries strategically. Failing to explore these options may result in unnecessary tax payments and reduce the overall value of your estate. And the third situation has to do with unequal treatment among beneficiaries. Again, we're still under the subheading of overlooking tax implications. Different assets can have different tax implications for beneficiaries. For instance, you can have multiple beneficiaries and you can and you distribute assets or if you distribute assets without considering the tax consequences, some beneficiaries may receive a larger share of the estate in terms of after-tax value, while others may receive a smaller share. This can lead to you know, strained uh, relationships in the family and disputes and a sense of uh, inequality or unfairness. Now I wanna talk about if inefficient use of tax exemptions. Many jurisdictions have tax exemptions or thresholds that determine the amount of assets that can be transferred without incurring taxes. By not considering tax implications, you may inadvertently waste or underutilize these exemptions. It, this can result in unnecessary taxes being paid uh, from your estate. And then finally, complex estate administration um, is, is the next subtopic. 
Failing to consider tax implications can make the administration of your estate more complex and time consuming. Executors or administrators can struggle to navigate the tax requirements associated with certain assets and encounter difficulties to navigate, uh, excuse me, difficulties in valuing and distributing those assets uh, accurately. This can lead to delays in settling the estate and increase administrative costs. So to avoid, you know, to avoid these issues, it's crucial to consult with a financial advisor, a tax uh, professional, uh, or an estate planning professional who can provide guidance on the tax implications of your beneficiary designations. By understanding the potential tax consequences and incorporating tax efficient strategies into your estate planning, you can minimize tax liabilities, preserve the value of your assets, and ensure a smoother transition of wealth to your beneficiaries. Now, on to the beneficiary mistake number five. Ignoring the impact of debts. Now, it's no secret that debts are an integral part of many people's lives. However, what we often forget is that our debts may impact our beneficiaries. Um, if you leave behind significant debts, your beneficiaries might find themselves responsible for those debts. Um, it's crucial to understand how your debts will be handled upon your passing and how they might affect your chosen beneficiaries. Um, I want to cover um, just certain issues that come up um, under, under this heading. The first is... Um, you know, want to look at the some of the impacts, right? We're ignoring the impacts of death of debts. So one of those impacts is inheritance reduction. Your debts may consume a significant portion of your estate, reducing the overall value of assets available for distribution to your beneficiaries. If your debts outweigh your assets, it can result in little or no inheritance for your loved ones they may not receive the financial support they were expecting, or they might face uh, financial difficulties as, as a result of this poor planning. And then the other issue is the emotional, deals with the emotional and psychological impacts. Debt-related issues can have an emotional and psychological impact on your beneficiaries. They may feel overwhelmed by the financial burdens left behind, or you know, they may experience guilt, stress, or conflicts associating with managing or resolving your outstanding debts. These emotional consequences constrain relationships and cause additional hardships for your loved ones during an already difficult time. So to minimize the negative impact on of debts on your beneficiaries, it's important to be proactive in managing your financial obligations. Regularly review and manage your debts. Create a comprehensive estate plan. Consider life insurance policies to cover outstanding debts. And consult with a financial advisor or estate planning professional who can provide guidance 
on how to structure your assets and liabilities in a way that minimizes the burden on your beneficiaries. Let's move on to beneficiary mistake number six, failing to communicate. And this is a biggie. When it comes to estate planning uh, and beneficiary designations, communication is key. Failing to have an open and honest conversation with your intended beneficiaries can lead to confusion, conflicts, misunderstandings among family members uh, you know, after you're gone. Lack of communication can be a significant mistake when, when choosing beneficiaries for several reasons. One, misunderstandings and conflicts. So failing to communicate your intentions regarding beneficiary designations can lead to misunderstandings and conflicts among your family members or loved ones. If your beneficiaries are unaware, they don't know your decisions or the rationale behind them, it can create confusion and potentially breed resentment or disputes after you're gone. So open, clear, open and clear communication helps ensure that everyone understands your wishes and reduces the likelihood of disagreements. Next, unfulfilled expectations. Lack of communication can result in unfulfilled expectations among your beneficiaries. If they have assumptions about how your assets will be distributed or how they will be be provided for after you're gone, uh, but these assumptions are not aligned with your actual intentions, it can lead to disappointment or financial hardships. By communicating your decisions and reasoning, you can manage those expectations and avoid surprises. Um, next, has to do with unequal, the perception of unequal treatment. Without communication, beneficiaries may perceive unequal treatment or favoritism in the distribution of assets. Um, this can cause strained relationships that erode family harmony. So sharing your thought process and reasoning behind your beneficiary designations can help to address any concerns and provide clarity on why certain decisions were made, minimizing potential feelings of resentment or unfairness. I want to pause right here and put a thumbnail uh, to say that these decisions are not easy. And ultimately, your estate plan has to reflect your wishes. And I tell my clients all the time that estate planning must not be done out of a space of guilt or obligation. You know, in some cases, despite your explanations, people still will not get it. People still will have their feelings hurt and you can only do so much. But you have to stay true to what you want to see happen in your estate plan, what you want your legacy to be. Having said that, let me move on to the next uh, subtopic, which is under this same subheading of failing to communicate. A lack of input or feedback. By not involving your beneficiaries in the decision-making process, you may miss out on valuable input or insights. Um, they may have relevant information or considerations that you were not aware of, which could influence your choices. 
engaging in open discussions and seeking their input can lead to better informed decisions and a greater sense of involvement and understanding among your beneficiaries. And then the last issue has to do with unintended consequences. You know, without communication, your beneficiaries may be unaware of important details of their inheritance. They may not know about tax implications, ongoing responsibilities, or any specific conditions attached to their inheritance. So lack of communication can lead to unintended consequences, such as beneficiaries being unprepared for the financial responsibilities that come with their inheritance or being caught off guard by unexpected conditions or obligations. So to avoid these pitfalls, it's, it's essential to engage in open and transparent communication when possible with your intended beneficiaries. Share your thoughts, intentions, and reasoning behind your decisions. Encourage dialogue, listen to their perspectives, and to the extent you can, address any concerns they may have. By fostering communication, you can ensure that your beneficiaries understand your wishes, feel included in the process, and minimize the potential for misunderstandings or conflicts down the line. And now we've reached beneficiary number seven, which is not seeking professional advice. Listen, estate planning and beneficiary designations, <clears throat> pardon me, can be complex. And the laws surrounding them may vary depending on your jurisdiction. Yet many people hesitate to seek professional advice, thinking they can DIY it and handle it on their own. Laws and regulations surrounding estate planning and, uh, and beneficiary designations can change over time. Professionals like myself stay updated with the latest legal developments and can ensure that your planning remains compliant with current laws. Failing to seek uh, professional advice may result in outdated strategies or just oversights in addressing new legal requirements. So potentially leaving your beneficiaries exposed to unnecessary risks or complications. To review, we covered seven mistakes to avoid when choosing beneficiaries. You know, we help clients in Maryland and the District of Columbia navigate these issues and more when crafting their estate plans. We'd welcome the chance to help you do the same. I invite you to book a free 15-minute call with a member of our team. There's no obligation. You'll be taking a step in the right direction. I'm Elsa W. Smith, your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney. Thanks for watching this episode of the Wills Women and Wealth podcast. Take care and I'll see you next time.